Hi there! Welcome to the Good News Cafe, where you can find some encouragement for your day. My name is Ray Cito, and this podcast is a production of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Northern Virginia. Today's episode is an article written by Dr. Dick Hills, who was president of Overseas Crusades back in the 1970s. This article was read by Angela Lamborn, who works here in the CEF office and also serves in a number of Good News Clubs. Let's hear what Dr. Hills has to say about the missionary of God. The Missionary of God is Made at Home by Dr. Dick Hillis, President of the Overseas Crusades Incorporated. Written in 1975. An ounce of mother can be worth more than a ton of clergy. I don't know the author of this quote, but I am sure his purpose was not to downgrade the clergy, but rather to promote true Christian motherhood. We know that most of the men ministering in foreign lands and in the pulpits of America come from Christian homes. Our missionaries speak of a deep sense of God's direction in their lives. They tell of the inescapable conviction that they should serve him abroad. They mention their awareness of the terrible lostness of men. These things influence them to go to foreign lands as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. But they do not stop there. They readily acknowledge the deep influence of a godly mother. My own mother was by far the most important single influence in my becoming a missionary. I recall as children, Mother often told us that she prayed all three of us would live for God's glory. She felt God had given us to her, and she in turn had given us back to God. Although Mother has now been in his presence for a decade and a half, I still have in my possession a little gold star and chain the church gave her in gratitude for her service as leader of the Women's Missionary Society. Mother's burden for the lost was something that she constantly expressed in her prayer. Although Mother never urged her sons to become missionaries, her eyes filled with tears of joy when I left for China. When things got really tough and I wanted to quit and come home, the assurance of her prayers, her letters of encouragement, and her strong faith helped to hold me steady. Not long after my twin brother left for India, Mother had a heart attack. A lady visitor from the church, seeking to comfort Mother, suggested that the going of her second son to a foreign land was perhaps too much for her to take. Although Mother was a quiet woman, she sat straight up in bed and looked the lady in the eyes and said, Please don't ever say that. The thing that keeps me alive is that God has answered prayer and sent two of our sons into his service. I never ask that they leave this country. I only ask that they should all love him. But I rejoice that he more than answered my prayer through sending two abroad. I am still just asking that all of our sons should live for his glory. My story is not unique. From a missionary whose only brother and sister are also involved in missionary service comes this word. After surviving two severe auto accidents without a scratch, Mom told me each time that God had something special for me to do. It was also Mom who led me to Christ and counseled me to attend a Christian college. Just before she died, she told me that never a day passed 
but that I have prayed for you and for your brother and sister, unknown to her that brother and sister are also serving in Latin America. Her spiritual contribution to my life through faithful intercession is my strongest memory of her. Another worker has an interesting sidelight on how God used his mother to influence his life. Mom was very positive toward missions, not so much in a vocal sense, but through hospitality. She constantly invited missionary couples home for dinner. She provided room and board for live-in student missionaries. Her simple love for the Lord, her desire that all might be reached, and her concern for the local church provided me with a great example and helped to put me on the path toward missions. A missionary to Africa relates. My mother set a great example for me as the ideal missionary while working alongside my preacher dad. She spoke with great compassion for the African people and made sure we became acquainted with visiting missionaries. Later, when I was on my way to the mission field, my grandmother told me that she had felt a burden to pray for me as a child and rejoiced when one afternoon on her knees she received a vision of me preaching to the African people. It was easy to respond to God's call to service with these ladies, prayerful and compassionate encouragement. Still another missionary remembers two decisions which vitally involved his mother. As he puts it, my mother never applied pressure. She applied lots of prayer. Two things I will never forget are the tears of joy she wept when I told her I had accepted Christ and her joyous response and blessing when I told her God had called me overseas. A missionary to Indonesia whose pastor father was often on the road says, two things stand vividly in my mind about my mother, her faithfulness and prayer for each of us kids when my father was away and her desire to get to know missionaries informally around our dinner table. Many times I can remember walking by her bedroom and hearing my name as she was in prayer. Praise the Lord for godly mothers. I thank him for the great blessing of being born into a Christian family. Another of our workers tells us of a mother who, unable for health reasons to be a missionary herself, always recounted the same story when asked to give a missionary talk. It concerned a Chinese boy named Little Plum who was sent to the marketplace with an egg to trade for vegetables. Instead, he bought a Bible from a missionary who was preaching there. He returned joyfully to his village with the bread of life. Is it just coincidence that this worker is now himself a missionary in Little Plum's country? A mother who was a pastor's wife in the lean depression years taught her son the security of dependence on God for every need. From his ministry in Brazil, this son recalls, Mother gave us an education in missions by opening our home to hundreds of missionaries who sometimes stayed for months. Her openness to challenge and her uncomplaining acceptance taught us to trust the Lord for every need. A missionary wife gives her mother and father equal credit for influencing her career in missions. She relates, My parents were missionaries to China with such a positive attitude, a zest for living, and gratitude for the privilege of ministering that I grew up believing a missionary had the most important job in the world. My parents shared with me the disappointments along with the joys. 
but it was God's obvious blessings on their lives that most influenced me. A national missionary in Taiwan writes, I thank God very much for a godly mother. I remember two things about my mother from my childhood. First was her reading of the Bible beside the wood stove every morning while preparing breakfast in the smoky kitchen. Secondly, I used to lean against the window on frequent occasions, waiting for her to return from the boat. I would take the women's evangelistic team to nearby villages. God used her prayers and her example to start me into a life of service for Jesus Christ. This missionary's wife also gives testimony to a very effective ministry of her mother in her life. My mother very carefully taught me the things of the Lord. Further, she prayed for me constantly and at the right time firmly supported my marriage to a man who was in full-time service for the king. She continues to pray for us daily, giving us constant encouragement and sharing our trials through intercession. How I thank God for my mother. As he answers her prayers, I draw spiritual strength for the battles we daily face. Yes, an ounce of mother, if that mother is a godly one, is of far more worth than a ton of jewels. So if you feel your duties as a busy Christian mother are preventing you from doing many of the things you would like to do for the Lord outside the home, remember that motherhood and your ministry in the home is very important to the Lord. A woman once wrote to the great evangelist Gypsy Smith and told him she had been converted in one of his campaigns. She said, I believe the Lord wants me to preach the gospel. But the trouble is, I have 12 children to raise. What shall I do? The loving gypsy wrote, My dear lady, I am happy to hear that you have been saved and feel called to preach, but I am even more delighted to know that God has already provided you with a congregation of 12. The mother got the point. When did you last stop and thank God for the high calling of motherhood? That concludes the article. This article was written in 1975, but it is still very relevant today. The absence of my own mother was life-changing. My grandparents raised my brother and I from the age of three. I did not learn about God from my mother, father, or my grandparents. I came to know God through occasional Sunday school visits and fellowship of Christian athletes. It was through Fellowship of Christian Athletes that I ultimately gave my life to Christ. Because of these experiences, I have learned to appreciate the value of a mother and parenting in general. I aim to do better with my own children. Don't get me wrong, parenting is not always easy, but very worthwhile. Here's an acronym that has helped me and I hope will encourage you and help you as you parent your own children, grandchildren, foster children, or teach children in general. The acronym is KEEP. Kindness, example, endurance, and presence. The first letter is K for kindness. In Proverbs 31:26, it says, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. I believe that our children learn 
and remember best when kindness is involved. Out of all the teachers in my own life, I most remember that fifth grade teacher that was kind to me. It is okay to apologize to your children when you have made mistakes or were unkind. Most of the time, they will understand and will be quick to forgive, but they will always remember your kindness and forgiveness of their own shortfalls. The second letter is E for example. In Proverbs 22.6 it says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. George Washington once said, All that I am, I owe to my mother. His mother, Mary, was a great example of committed prayer for her son. I believe that our greatest Christian witness begins in the home. If we want to teach our children how to read the Bible and pray, then we need to start with ourselves. Children are quick to point out deficiencies in our example. They notice everything. Believe me, I can't get away with anything at home. Therefore, examination and reflection of our own behavior is needed to model Christ to our own children. The third letter is E for endurance. In 1 Corinthians 13:7, it says, Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I believe that parenting is like a marathon. There will be good days and bad days when running the race. Sometimes you will have the strength and wisdom, and sometimes you will be out of gas and make poor decisions. This is when we need to reach into our spiritual toolkit and pull out prayer. Prayer is what keeps us going and helps us through these trying times. God is much better at parenting than we are, especially in the teenage years. Why not go straight to the one who has all the answers and ask for help? Don't give up. Just pray and ask God to help you and your child. The fourth letter is P for presence. In Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 8, it says, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Be available. Be consistent. Be deliberate. Children need stability, and your presence alone can satisfy that need. They need to know that you will be there through the good and bad times. Personally, this was one of my needs growing up. And so now I try to be present and available to my own children because I did not get that from my own parents. Know that you are valuable and capable to do what no other person can for the life and souls of your children, grandchildren, or foster children. How will you impact the lives of your children today? Thanks for listening, and may this encourage and help you today. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today at the Good News Cafe. It is our prayer that you are blessed in some way through this episode. Remember that Christ Jesus loves you dearly. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you.